And finally, moving on to the last segment of the night for Season 6, Episode 12, with the theme of Elitist Mindsets. This one is Money Power. This segment um, explores the many ways money and, and greed advance the human consciousness into today's modern technology. I mean, modern society. Damn, I'm getting tired. Okay, so what I mean by this basically is just the way what I was saying about the fall of the Roman Empire with the gladiators and the sports and the entertainment to distract the poor people from uprising. This one is, um, you know, uh, NFL, which is, um, I was told, was the biggest um, nonprofit group out there. And I was like, what? Really? I was like, oh, shit. I thought it was like a company of, you know, like... um, Maybe there was one sports company like Reebok or Nike or something that they put all that together and that's how they work with each other, sponsor one another. And But to hear that it's an actual franchise, not franchise, it's an actual nonprofit, it kind of gives me hope, <laughs> kind of gives me positive hope, but it also trips me out that... Um, it's a it's a big giant nonprofit. I'm like, God damn, that's like one of the most successful nonprofits, man. I was like, so I want to learn a little bit more. I want to learn more off of them, actually, not a little more, but I want to learn more off of them on how to do, you know, kind of keep the sustainability of your group going. And uh, back in at the end of season five, I was talking about. No, season four, I was talking about these um, speeches that people were giving. One of them uh, was like a motivational speech by uh, Tony Robbins. And he was talking about the Lehman Brothers. He says they were a great company that lasted 100 years. And like this Navajo Veteran Network, that would be great if it could last 100 years. You know, keep it going that long. But at that end of that 100 years... Nobody's going to really give a shit. Nobody's going to really care. Uh, just like that Lehman Brothers, you know, nobody knows about them nowadays because nobody cares because that's once business is done and dried up, you know, it's on. It's time to move on to the next one or just to ignore it and, you know, or not even really acknowledge it anymore because it's no longer relevant, no longer viable, you know. So that's why what that speech, um, it always kind of kept me like on my toes, like, okay, well, I don't want to, I don't want to really have this nonprofit run for a hundred years, but I mean, if it does, that'd be great. But kind of looking at the way the NFL is, you know, uh, they are now going to be going on to Super Bowl 58. So I don't really know the whole history of how the NFL started, but excuse me, but it did have its leaps and bounds, you know, over the course of um, the advancements of technology and society and, uh, you know, pro athletes and uh, medicine and pharmaceuticals and all that shit come together. <clears throat> so, yeah, having that knowledge, knowing that the NFL is a, a, just one big nonprofit, it's like, oh, shit, wow, kind of gives me something to look forward to. So... The other thing is um, the money power aspect of this whole thing is um, the royal families. There's like 10 royal, not royal, 10 richest families in the world. And 
they are the ones I think are pretty much running this whole, this whole global economy. And, you know, their kids, you know, I kind of wonder like, will they be wanting to leave that family business once they realize that all this destruction and chaos is from their grandpas and grandmas and their mothers and fathers, or, are they going to be like, okay, well, I can continue this, but we'll do it, you know, more brutal or I'll do it a lot softer. And that's where I kind of think of like, um, their, their royalties, their illuminatiness, you know, it, um, all that power, all that money power, all that influence to buy things. They have big fancy homes in here. They're like, oh, well, you know, there's a lot of rich people that don't own their own homes because their their homes are a liability. So there's a way right there, this guy, Robert Kiyosaki. Um, he's, I try to watch his videos every now and then when I get a chance, but um, he was talking about liabilities and assets. So he was saying something about not owning his own home because it was a liability, but he owned other things that were assets and uh, shit. I, I can't remember now because I just thought about it, but I could do research again, probably pull up that video, watch it again and see, try to remember what he was saying. But, um, so that, um, the money, money and greed, um, the part I want to talk about as far as that goes you know, how it like advanced the human consciousness. Like what I mean by that is like, you know, making people want money, think of money, always have money on their mind. And, um, the, the thing about that is I think of the Navajo nation. How did money become that corruptible, greedy mentality that everybody has now? Because, um, when I first voted for a president, it was for Russell Begay, I believe. Russell Begay was going up against, um, what was that asshole's name? Joe Shirley Jr. And I know Joe Shirley Jr. just from what I knew at the time, what people were saying. And cause I wasn't living here in Clagato at the time. I wasn't on the Navajo nation, but, um, I was in Albuquerque and in, and then um, I heard that he was like stealing a lot of money and there's a lot of money missing. So then here comes Russell B. Gay. So I voted for him, I think, uh, when I joined the Clagato Veterans Organization. So I was a vice commander and I just kind of felt compelled to do my job and to do my duty, my due diligence and vote so I voted for Russell Begay to become president. So then he became president. And then next thing you know, here comes this whole shit again about um, how he is uh, stealing money and there's hidden money and money missing. He's flying over here, over there and wasting money. So then his vice president was, the, his vice president was Jonathan Nez. So Jonathan Nez, when the election came, he went up against his former buddy, uh, Russell Begay. And, um, one of the things I remember what uh, Jonathan Nez said was, um, well, we need a president that actually has a wife. And I was like, ooh, shots fired, you know, because Russell Begay had a, 
a marriage that fell apart and Jonathan Nez still had his woman by Felicia, you know. So um, she, well, her name was Felicia. And then so, uh, you know, then it was, uh, I heard stories, something like uh, Jonathan Nez found money that was hidden by Joe Shirley Jr. So I, you know, then that becomes another issue of what did they do with it? Then here comes Boo Nigren. Boo Nigren runs up against Jonathan Nez and I say, all right, well, Boo Nigren, I'm going to vote for you. You know, let's see what you do. I know it's going to be all corrupt and shit. So now we are, I don't know. He got inaugurated in on a, was it January 15th of 2023, Boo Nigren. So I guess we could count that day off and, you know, this podcast is October 12th. So is almost like eight or, uh, well, like 10 months into his presidency or nine months. We'll say nine months. And ain't shit getting done, man. Only for those that are up close that work with uh, the Winderock offices and the, at the tribal level, you know. They are the only ones that are seeing the changes. They are the only ones that are getting the money because they know how to, they, they pretty much know how to mess with that whole system right there. And because they've been in there for years, you know. And um, every time someone says, oh, I'm going to come in, I'm going to change things, I'm going to make things better, um, we'll stop this, um, you know, we'll, we'll get all the money back and help out the people. And nothing ever comes of it. And that's where um, uh, I want to kind of segue into uh, episode 13 when I get back to it. It's pretty much going to be about like how uh, Native women, uh, Navajo women, are just kind of a bunch of failures now, man. They haven't gotten anything done, you know. Look at our our nonprofit president. Ain't shit got done other than just what that one um, bingo back in uh, July or June. And then you look at the uh, Navajo, Navajo Nation Veterans Administration Bobby's in charge. She ain't got shit done. What I hear is she just cruises around to these other meetings and shakes people's hands and try to go for a photo opportunity. Then you look at uh, the Navajo Nation presidency of Boo Nigren. Now, Boo Nigren's a dude, but he picked a female to be his vice president. And, um, you know, I'm going to go into the whole thing where she, her marriage is falling apart and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> but I'll leave that for uh, episode 13. But getting back to what I was saying about, you know, this money power with the tribe, you know, greed is something that they learned. And pretty much that's once they learn the greed, they learn the process of how the money flows. And then next thing you know, they there they go. They start stealing. And next thing you know, they're like, oh, well, I'm trying to help the people. Yeah. Or they could turn on their own bros, you know. They're, oh, well, it was um, the other one who gave us a really hard time back when I was vice president commander for the Clagato Veterans Organization was, uh, oh shit, what was that lady's name? Penny. I almost want to say Penny Pearly. Penny, <laughs> Polly Purebred. What the fuck was her name? Uh, well, anyways, the, uh, the controller at the time, uh, she kept, uh, denying veterans their money because she kept saying, oh, well, um, excuse me. Oh, this uh, amendment that you guys have in your um, your policy and procedures, it makes no sense. You got to clean up the language. And it's like, God damn, how stupid are you? But anyways, I talked about this before, but she um, she ended up uh, getting 
fired pretty much. Uh, now some people are saying that she was wrongfully accused. Others are saying that uh, she's going to be coming back. I'm like, hey man, whatever. That ain't that ain't my problem anymore. You know, I'm I'm kind of dealing with my own thing here. So that's why this whole this money power, this consciousness uh, for having more money to be more greedy. It's like, damn, it just, I don't think it'll ever stop, you know? So the thing with this nonprofit, it was supposed to help veterans, you know, learn how to control their money and invest in a small business. And what this nonprofit was going to do was whatever they couldn't afford, we were going to kind of cover, cover it, you know, like, let's say they were going to open up a, um, a jewelry store um then uh, or like a jewelry making store you know making all that old school navajo jewelry with um silver and and turquoise so let's say somebody wanted to do that then they were they were going to say all right well native ravager what what is your nonprofit going to do for me i'm going to say all right look we can help you get like a few items but we'll help you set your um your bylaws and try to let you know what you can look forward to and then later, um, like, let's say they're say, okay, well, I got everything. I just, you know, I had my fundraiser. Uh, I didn't raise enough money to buy a, um, cash machine, cash register. Then I would have been like, okay, well, let me go talk to the board. Let me bring it up to them and tell the board members, Hey, look, we're trying to help out this veteran right here. He pretty much did all the things he needed to do, did his own fundraiser, got his own money. And he wants to know if we can help purchase a, um, uh, cash register machine anyways. So that's how that was supposed to be set up in a way. It's real simple, real basic, and it wasn't going to be so complicated. But once we got this crazy bitch in here, man, oh man, I thought she was really going to be our savior. She, she had her foot in many doors and she was going to open all these doors for us and give us all these opportunities. And we were going to be so busy that by the end of this year, like right now, I'd be like, okay, now I'm going to go step down and I'm going to go work on, um, carnage. I'm going to turn that into a nonprofit, you know, and help out with vehicles and shit like that and have everybody start their own car clubs and car garages, you know, but since this is the route I, I end up taking or that was kind of being imposed on me. Um, I'm, you know, trying to do my best to stay with the flow, you know, kind of make sure everything is on the up and up, but we need to get rid of this bitch first. So anyways, so I'm not so much about greed and money power, but I am trying to make sure that we do have some money enough to make these influences and to the point where, um, you know, I can back up with what I say, you know, I can tell, let others know, well, I do have money for this and that, but you got to work, work with me. You got to meet me halfway because the one thing that sucks about Navajos is never paying back. They don't pay back the money. And that's why there's a lot of, uh, loans and dead ponds going around. And these veterans are just kind of like struggling and they're all upset and they're pissed and, you know, they're blaming their, their leaders and all that shit. And I'm like, Hey man, that's, um, that's who you guys wanted. You know, I was saying, just keep the white man in there until we get everything stabilized. But, um, they got, they got out the white man. Now they put in a, a Navajo woman in there for the veterans administration. Now everything's just 
once again, it's come to a dead stop. There's, there's no progress. There's no information, you know, and what some people tell me is that when they go to the main administration office, they're being told, oh, well, you know, we can't help you with that, or we don't do that anymore, or we can take down your name, or you can just fill out this form and, um, excuse me, and we'll see if there's anything left in the budget or whatever, you know, something, excuse me, something stupid like that, man. I was burping in hiccups and it's getting to me. So anyways, with all that being said, that's where I just wanted to have this episode where I'm just talking about the basic things that I wanted to cover as far as a elitist mindset goes. But eventually, you know, I want to do another one where I'm talking more about, you know, these other findings that are out there and kind of put it together. So that way, hopefully the horn toed listeners can, when they hear this, they'll be like, oh shit. Okay. Well, I'll be prepared for that next time. Other than that, that's going to do it for me. Your, your loyal, lonely host, Mateo Native Ravager. And, uh, just want to say thank you guys for, um, you know, just keeping it going. Uh, and, um, <clears throat> and I'll keep trying to do my best to bring up, uh, more interesting, uh, topics, but, for the most part, in the meantime, uh, me and David, we're going to call it quits. He, he finished eating, so I'm glad he didn't drop a big heavy shit on me where I don't have to smell it. But uh, And like I said, David, his, uh, he might be out of here in the next few, few weeks. Um, his apartment should be ready. But all right, on behalf of David and the Clagato Veteran Podcast and the Navajo Veteran Network, I've been Mateo Native Ravager saying once again, thank you, and we'll catch up again for season, season, for episode 13. Other than that, as usual, yeah, see ya.